Bedecked edition of the show entitled Halloween 2015. <laughs> it rhymes too. It rhymes. It's extra, it's a bonus. It is, yes. That makes it poetry. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Are you feeling alright there? Oh, uh, yes, so I've given up on the. Uh, I've already given up on the funny voices. Maybe I should keep it going for a bit longer. For the entire show, listeners. Perhaps not for the entire show. But I think I will periodically just do this. <laughs> Prepare yourself for a scream. A blood-curdling scream. Just now and again. Yes. Dear listeners, this is not the first Halloween show we've done. What? It's news to me. But then my mind is wiped periodically. Well, at the end of each show, we take you in for the mind-wiping, don't mm, we? That's how we're still friends. <laughs> Yes, this is actually, believe it or not, the fourth Halloween show that we've done. I'm not quite sure why we've chosen to do four and why we've not chosen to do more. Well, it is on every year. Yes, it is on every year, so it seems sensible to try and occasionally resync ourselves with the cosmological time. We're not doing the exact same show, I hasten to add. Oh, no. Oh, we know who we are. I mean, how would I know? <laughs> how would you know? But uh, we will inform you how you can listen to those other Halloween shows later on in the show. Stay tuned! In amongst all of the ghostly music, we do, of course, have MC Mysterious and his unnecessary news. That is right. What's Halloween mean, Father? asked Thomas Brown as the family was seated at breakfast one morning late in October. It means the evening before All Saints Day, answered Father Brown. Do you remember what fun we had last year, Chuck? remarked Toad, for Thomas was called Toad by his friends and Charlie was known as Chuck. I should say I do, he answered. <laughs> it goes on from there. Well, maybe have more throughout the show. <laughs> maybe not. Listen, if you feel anything like myself, then you're a small dog who's had a human brain transferred into it and <laughs> has lost many memories, doesn't like cockneys. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, that's it. I'm not that keen on Halloween myself, I have to admit. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a misuse of orange. That's my main problem with it. Orange is one of my favourite colours. Mm. And it's just all over Halloween. It is. It's a bit too much orange. Mm. Well, it's not so much that it's too much orange, it's just that it's all over stuff that no one cares about, like pumpkins. Mm. I mean, no one would... Um, obviously, no one can bear to eat pumpkins. That's no. why they just hollow out the, their edible insides and throw them away. That's right. And then just set them on fire. It's the best thing for a pumpkin. Anyway, that's uh, enough of my hostility towards <laughs> Halloween. We do have some good music for you. We've managed to find some good music. Oh, yes, we certainly have. Including the seed track for this episode... Well, it's a seed album, really. We have become rather infatuated with Bob Stanley's wonderfully named label, Croydon Municipal. Bobby! Who's been putting out some great uh, 50s and 60s lost gems, and he's just put out a Halloween-themed album called Songs for Swinging Ghosts, and we're going to play a couple of tracks from it on this week's show. How could we resist? Exactly. And uh, there's actually two versions of what is essentially the title track, and we're going to start by hearing one of them. This is The Vampires, mysterious late 50s band, with their version of a tune called Swinging Ghosts.
That was John Buzzen Trio. Shouldn't that be John Buzzen's trio? <laughs> How annoying. And Mr. Ghost goes to town there from an album originally Inferno, but in this case, Organs in Orbit, Ultra Lounge 11. I believe. Yes. That was Mr. Buzzon on the organ himself. I think that was a saxophone. Mm. It was a pretty sneaky sound, I would say. It was a all in all. sneaky sound, yes. Before that, swinging ghosts. Those are what you call party ghosts, I think. <laughs> yes. Pretty groovy ghosts. Groovy ghosts, yeah. You wouldn't mind absolutely. if you had those ghosts. Yeah. You'd just uh, pep up the environment a little bit, wouldn't It'd it? things up a bit, yeah. If you're feeling there, you're eating your microwavable lasagna. <laughs> On your own. If you've got those ghosts around, you'd be all right. You would. Be cheered up. You certainly would. It's a little sneaky view into my life. <laughs> <laughs> if any ghosts are listening to the show, head on over to the Moon Hutch. Well, you could contact us on Twitter, you couldn't could, you? indeed, yeah. If you would like to exchange your views with us, you can reach us at twitter.com slash projectmoonbase. We also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash projectmoonbase. Now, we're going to play a track which, astonishingly, we've not played on any of our previous Halloween shows... And this is the great patron saint adjacent. Yeah. So it's right there next to the patron saint, quite literally. (laughs) He sits at the right hand of the patron saint. That's right. Yes. (laughs) We're talking here about Dana Countryman, who, as many listeners will know, has worked with the great Jean-Jacques Perret on a number of albums quite recently, in recent history, not not, uh, ancient history at all. But for this next track, he's actually gone off on his own, a little solo album he released back in 2010 called Moogtastic which has a nice little endorsement from the great Jean-Jacques mm-hmm. Perret inside. This is almost like a mini-opera, this next track. This is his tune, Halloween at Moog Manor. Hey! <laughs> 
Thanks for dropping by. Hopefully you can stay longer next time. We always enjoy having guests for dinner. <laughs>
raised for a lady, removed in church or for the national anthem, hats facilitate the expression of courtesy and respect. They lend dignity and ipso facto dignified behaviour. So there we go. And that magazine is on sale now, wherever magazines are sold. Which is nowhere. <laughs> Clearly, that might be worth uh, reading, since they have a whole guide in there. <laughs> it is. What to do with your hat, or what to do with your head, or what to place on your head. Mm. Which is why I am wearing a pith helmet and DJ Dreadful is wearing a fez. <laughs> Speaking of dignity, Chicken Restaurant's Twitter account is now run by an actual chicken. <laughs> One of the weirder social media strategies we've seen, a chicken restaurant has trained a hen to run their Twitter account. Australian fast food chain Chicken Treat has given over their social media passwords to Betty who composes tweets with her beak when bird feed is sprinkled over the keyboard. She hasn't quite got the hang of the English language yet, but when she finally manages to compose a real five-letter word, she'll earn a place in the Guinness Book of World Records as the first chicken to tweet. Fingers crossed for that fateful day. She's almost there. The only word she's managed to type out so far was bum, which is quite rude. So cry for help. Yes. We'll be watching with bated breath to see how things turn out, and you can too. You can follow this fowl at Chicken Treat, if you so wish. Mm, I will. And finally, Hamburg Girls Z. That's Hamburg Girls Z. Japan's hamburger-themed girl band. When it comes to idol groups in Japan... They've got to throw in a gimmick or two just to stand out. And Hamburger Girls Z is doing just that. It's the world's only hamburger-themed girl band. <laughs> Japanese culture blogger Tofugu says the new band is a group of cute, smiling girls dancing and singing in hamburger costumes. Their sole purpose is to serenade the hamburger lover by singing only about burgers. Genius. The girls are dressed like different hamburger ingredients. There's beef, lettuce, egg, tomato, fish, chicken, onion, pork slash bacon, avocado. How many people are in this? Pineapple band? and eggplant. There are a total of 15 members in the band, <laughs> sporting 14 ingredients. Where's the missing one? <laughs> They perform at a variety of events across West Japan. Tofugu explains, Fans don't attend these events for the sole purpose of watching a group of commendable, charming and kind-hearted girls sing and dance to catchy music. Instead, it's a chance for them to let go and put on a performance of their own by singing, dancing and cheering on the idols who are just a few feet in front of them. In the words of one of the girls, all Hamburg Girl Z songs are full of love for burgers. We want to have people of all generations interested in hamburgers. We truly love hamburgers, and we want everyone else to love them too. I'm moved. Heartwarming. I'm moved by that. Yeah, the sentiment. This is a young lady who's going to go a long way promoting hamburgers. You have been used. Efficacious. Thank you, Mr. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For that delicious selection of new stories, there'll be more on next week's show.
certainly wasn't inventing electronic instruments from the future. Raymond Scott, who we just heard there, was quite out of his time, even when he was making music back in the 40s and 50s. That was a Raymond Scott original called uh, New Year's Eve in a Haunted House. So we're actually covering two little festivals there in one. We have actually done a couple of Hogmanay shows, in fact. And before that, we had uh, a project from the mid-50s by uh, a music teacher called Gil Sloat and his children of the New York PS24. And that was put out on Folkways Records. And I'm not sure whether the Smithsonian, where you can get this stuff from, are just becoming hipsters, but you can actually buy that on cassette. <laughs> at that album. Wow. That's quite nice to know. <laughs> if you should, if you wish. Which is kind of odd, because it was probably never released on cassette when cassettes were in their heyday. They're very cool. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't question no, it. No, no. And that was called What Would Halloween Be? And in fact, What Would Halloween Be Without Creepy Children? <laughs> That's right, yes. Or Raymond Scott. Oh. I think that melded together in a kind of disturbing yes. and then fun way. It did, yeah. It's all about contrasts. All about contrast, yeah. Now, as we mentioned at the top of the show, this is not our first attempt at a Halloween show, dear listener. We have done three previous shows. If you want to follow this up with three more hours of Halloween listening, you might want to get a pencil out to take some notes. First Halloween show we did was way back in our first year of podcasting, 2010, Howling at the Moonbase. You can get that on projectmoonbase.com slash Halloween 2010. And then the very next year, we came back with our first properly titled show, Halloween. That is projectmoonbase.com slash Halloween 2011. I mean, they decided to take the year off, 2012. <laughs> Remember, we were becoming a bit over-familiar with Halloween, and we returned in 2013 with Ghost In, Ghost Out, which you can get by going to projectwingmess.com slash Halloween2013. But this show is currently going to be available at projectmoonbase.com forward slash Halloween. It is. How are we doing it? Time. Because we're bending time. <laughs> and if you want to hear about how we bend time on Twitter, just follow us on there and then we'll tweet out those links, won't we? We certainly. And you can tweet things back to us mm. about how you find this show life-changing <laughs> and other things. I think we've actually changed a life recently. Yes, Mass Zine City tweeted, uh, I can't be certain right now, but I feel that the final song on your most recent podcast has changed the course of my life. <laughs> this gentleman is um, an enormously popular tweeter. He's got 3,355 followers. Good Lord. So thanks for mm. mentioning us. And um, it's all about football, a subject about which I know absolutely <laughs> nothing. Forgive me. And we should say that the show he's referring to there is our motorbike show, which you can get by going to projectwebmates.com slash motorbiking. Yeah, no G, no G on the end. No G. And the track he's referring to is the monumental Shock One track, Light Cycles. Mm. And Shock One even picked up on that. He replied to us, wow, such kind words. Mm. Thanks, guys. So there we go. Yeah, so we're bringing together all musicians, footballers, (laughs) um, Canadians, (laughs) everyone. We also were mentioned by Robert Daly from California. That's America. That's nice to know that um, Americans are listening to us. The latest episode of Project Moonbase is nigh on religious in its eccentric ecstasies. I speak in tongues now and heal nearby sick people. Wow. (laughs) Listeners, it's a cult. Join us. You too probably will be healed, or at least feel a little bit better. (laughs) If you are going to heal somebody, though, I would always just mention under your breath, listen to Project Moonbase. Oh, yeah. In fact, any time you come close to another ear, (laughs) it's a good time to mumble, listen to Project Moonbase. In fact, those are the words that cause the healing to take place. Mm -hmm. At least the beginning, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The full effect takes place when you listen to actual episodes, of course. Now, if you've been listening to the last few shows, you'll know that we've become uh, fans of a Mexican ensemble called uh, Los Socios del Ritmo, the Partners of Rhythm. And we said in last uh, week's show that we were going to basically try and feature them every week from now on. (laughs) And uh, delighted to say that they have actually done a Halloween tune. So it fits perfectly in with this week's show. I don't think, sadly, there's any Moog on this track, so don't be too disappointed, listener. But this is their track from an album called Llorar, which apparently means cry. Uh, This is a track called Que Viva el Muerto, which itself means revive the dead. Así feita, feita, pero no más para mí. Yo no me caso con rica y bonita, no sea que pronto me muera. Mejor me caso con pobre y bien fea, para que nadie la quiera. Yo siempre he sido envidioso. Celoso también es cierto, no quiero que diga el otro, que buena la dejo el muerto. Que reviva el muerto, que reviva el muerto. <risa> 
que siento que muero Entre mujer dame una ayudadita Moviéndome la colita Si acaso muerto yo estará Y quisieras que despertara Entre mujer dame una ayudadita Moviéndome la colita Que reviva el muerto, que reviva el muerto
Janine de Wayling there, a track called Faces in the Dark, another track from the album Songs for Swinging Girls. And what would Halloween be without, I don't know, jazz on Martineau? Exactly, yes. Pretty weird stuff. Extremely weird. I quite like the fact that it sort of shifts gear from this being this very moody bit of ond playing into this little jazzy number halfway through. Mm. Quite a contrast to our Mexican friends. <laughs> yes. And uh, they seem pretty upbeat about reviving the dead, I have to say. They do. Remarkably so, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? They do love the dead in Mexico, don't they? Love him. <laughs> they have a whole day, <laughs> they do, don't they? They do, yeah. The wonderfully named Jeanine de Wellain. <laughs> oh, that's how we have to say it. Jeanine de Wellain. Jeanine de Wellain. She actually started out as a professional soprano singer, but she became one of the sort of leading players of the Onde Martineau starting in the 30s and uh, worked with all sorts of people, including the great uh, French soundtrack composer Michel Mornier, who we've played on the show quite uh-huh. a well. So, yeah, so, and an artist, again, I hadn't really heard of until this wonderful Bob Stanley compilation came along, so I think we need to, uh, again, investigate further. Hmm. We'll be returning with something very spooky, dear listener, but first of all, it's time for this week's... Thing of the Week! Oh, that's right. Thing of the week this week is something to help you in your uh, Halloween endeavours. Mm. And it comes from a monstrous IT conglomerate, <laughs> Google. They've come up with something uh, called Frightgeist, mm. which is a portmanteau for, f- well, it's not really, is it? Frightening and um, Zeitgeist, I yes, imagine. Yes. It's quite clever. It it's is. Quite clever. It is quite clever, yes. It's got a, quite a nice little um, bobbly yeah, green yeah. Um, type thing. Mm. And you can find that at frightgeist.withgoogle.com. Um, we'll put a link to that on Project Moon Bicycle. And the idea of it is that you can find out what people are um, wearing for Halloween mm. so that you don't turn up in the same costume. <laughs> and, and I imagine that is a horrendous. That's the sort of thing that people see that they're wearing the same costume as somebody else and then that's ruin- that ruins their day. Could that be called a fear par? Well, yes, I suppose it. I suppose it could. So the idea is here is you go to Frightgeist, and this is what it says about it. every day. Three billion searches take place on Google, and Google Trends gives an unparalleled look at what the world is searching for. And in this case, they are putting that spotlight on Halloween costumes. So it uh, tells you what the top 500 costume searches are in the United States, if you happen to be there. And we know at least a couple of listeners are there. And you can see what happens. There's a sparkly map of um, the United States, and you can see what people are searching for in different locations. It's quite stunning. I don't care what people are searching for, really, in terms of (laughs) costumes, but I do enjoy moving my um, pointer over these various globes to find out that... Top costumes in North Platte, N.E. Superhero, apparently. That doesn't Mm. really help me. A Batman is a top costume around Quincy, Illinois. Batgirl is a top costume around Elmire, New York. And in Florida, top costume in Gainesville, Florida, Pirate. (laughs) (laughs) And further down, further down in Florida, around West Palm Beach, Cowboy. Is he? It's not very Halloween. It's very, very generic. I don't know. Well, top costume around Greenville, North Carolina, Minnie Mouse. <laughs> not zombie Minnie Mouse, just Minnie Mouse. Hmm. Although top costume around Yuma, Arizona, Wonder Woman. <laughs> so, listener, if you go to uh, frightguys.withgoogle.com, you can have a look at what the trends are in your Halloween costumes, mm. if you if you would like. Oh, it's quite good, I think. Yeah. I'm one over. <laughs> <laughs> Are you rushing out to get your Wonder Woman costume? No, but I can tell you at the moment that the top costume is Harley Quinn, and the second one is just Star Wars, which is... <laughs> You're just at the, moment, the whole Star Wars franchise. Just all of Star Wars. <laughs> just all of the Star Wars costumes. <laughs> so number one is Harley Quinn, number two is Star Wars, number three, Superhero, mm. number four, Pirates. Mm. That reassures me for some yeah. reason. Number five, Batman. <laughs> Number six, Minnie Mouse. This is weird. Seven, Witch. Eight, Minions. Nine, Joker. Ten, Wonder Woman. (laughs) And if you're wondering where the classics Princess and Mermaid are, they're at number 12 and number 13. It's quite a lot of fun, that. I don't think Giggle really needs our help promoting its uh, product, (laughs) but um, uh, we're going to give it anyway. That just wraps it up for this week's... Thing of the Week. Mysterious handshakes, and we can grow beards in 
want to, we can grow beards if we want to. Hey up, ho, hey, hey, ho, hey up, ho, hey, hey, ho, hey up, ho, hey, hey, ho, hey. We are the spooky men. We build enormous structures, sing at lower frequencies. And we can grow beards if we want to. We can grow beards if we want to. Hey up, ho, hey, hey, ho, hey up, ho, hey, hey, ho, hey up, ho, hey, hey, ho, hey. sound of the spooky men's chorale there great stuff great stuff yes dreaming of mastodons and boasting about being able to grow beards instantaneously i like to think <laughs> yes before your very eyes <laughs> i could grow a beard almost instantaneously <laughs> that was for chris frame because he was grumbling that i didn't do brian blessed on last week's show i could have i was a little bit under the weather <laughs> i couldn't muster the brian no it can be quite injurious to the health doing a brian I get a little bit of a headache doing Brian after about 30 seconds. Goodness knows what it must be like to be Brian Blessed. (laughs) All the time. Amazing, I imagine, (laughs) of course. They're from Australia. An Australian band, yes, from New South Wales originally. Apparently their rise to stardom began in 2004. That's the first time they actually performed that tune we've just heard, which is their spooky theme tune. It's a slightly drab sentence here in Wikipedia, which I quite like. It says, The attention received at the National Folk Festival in 2004 gave rise to a series of opportunities. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of them. I think we need to hear more. I mean, they obviously are a humorous band. Mm. They're incredibly straight-facedly, if that's an adjective. Um, Well... Remarkable. We need to investigate their output. Absolutely. I rather like that. Absolutely. I was won over instantaneously as soon as I heard that sonorous sound. They have apparently done some ABBA covers. I'd have to look into that, I think. We have done an entire show of ABBA tracks. Projectmoonmister.com forward slash ABBA if you want to listen to an entire show of ABBA covers. That's right. Listeners, you can listen to the show at projectmoonbase.com if you wish we are also available on mixcloud you can also find us on stitcher and of course itunes and if you are on itunes please give us a a nice review and five stars if you would be so kind it really helps other people find the show and we can all join hands and some (laughs) something stuff stuff nice things kindness happiness everybody's happy group hug group hug And some kind souls have actually done some reviews, some new reviews for us. And here they are. These are from America. Splish Splash, five stars, by Torkelson from the United States. Project Moonbase, you're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. (laughs) 
It oh, rhymes. Really? It okay. rhymes. <laughs> well, we have had listeners before claim to um, <laughs> listen to the show in the bathtub, we and have. I'm glad yeah. that this trend is spreading to the States. This is great. <laughs> this fills my heart with joy. Now, it doesn't mention whether it's a bubble bath, but I would assume it would be. <laughs> Thank you, Torkelston. Yes. Yeah, wonderful. We have another five-star review from Matteo Massiello. My ears are being made love to. <laughs> Steady on there. <laughs> I just came across this podcast, and it's fantastic. Very retro, very geeky. And as I say in the title, I feel that my ears are being made to by the variety of the tracks. Well, right back at you. I, I didn't think that iTunes reviews could be a conduit for romance. I was wrong. There we are. And finally, brilliant. Another five-star review by Mellow Buck from United States. A beautifully crafted musical podcast with witty British banter strewn amongst <laughs> shiny cuts of the most amazing music that is mm. probably new to you and leavened with unnecessary but entertaining news items all collected into invigorating drips that rain down from the moon base into our earthbound yet upturned and awaiting ears. All hail the mighty spheroid! Wow. What a review. Crumbs. Wow. Just lie down after that. Lie down, cold compress, perhaps a G&T with ice and slice. Oh, yes. I tip my Homburg to all three of you. <laughs> And raise my silver fez in your general direction. Moving. And we will read out your five-star <laughs> review, should you feel uh, moved to do yes. one. Thank you all for those that have done that in the past and everybody that supports the show. We really do appreciate it. Blub, blub, blub. <laughs> Sniff. Yeah. That's how we British express emotion, you know. Stiff up our lip and all that. We have time for two more tracks, both of which are brand new releases. One hasn't actually been released yet. Magical. First up is a friend of the show, Magnus Sellegren. He's now recording under the name of Videogram, making VHS-inspired music. He actually released an album earlier this year on VHS videotape. Wow. <laughs> That's what we like. He's about to release an all-horror album called Precert, coming out on the Italian cinematic music label called Cineploit coming out on the 16th of November on Gatefold Vinyl. Ooh, hello! <laughs> exactly. So he's very kind of sent us a couple of tracks from this album and we're going to play one of them right now. A bit of an exclusive I think probably on the show. This is Videogram with his tune Horror Express. <laughs>
Express there from Videogram, from the album Pre-Cert, forthcoming. Wonderful stuff. I like to think about somebody sort of uh, riding a kind of neon motorcycle, mm. probably with um, a feather cut, <laughs> you know, some kind of haircut. I don't know. I have no idea. It's all very good, though, isn't it? Oh, yes. There's actually a sampler on his uh, SoundCloud page. We'll put a link to that so you can give yourself a little sneak preview. Listen, if you enjoy the show and you want to support it, you can just go to projectmoonbiz.com, click through our Amazon link and purchase whatever it is you're going to get on Amazon. And that helps the show. It doesn't cost you any more. And if you are struggling for things to uh, look at on Amazon, or think if you're struggling for things to uh, purchase on Amazon, you might enjoy black lipstick for your Halloween look. <laughs> or you may also enjoy an Animal Planet Stegosaurus dog costume. <laughs> or maybe just a nice shark fin dog costume. Oh. I thought that was pretty funny. I think they may also have costumes for humans. <laughs> I have been DJ Dreadful, and I hope your spine has been thoroughly tingled this week, dear listener. I have been MC Mysterious, and I hope you had a phantasmagoric episode. We'll see you either next year or the year after. <laughs> our next Halloween show who knows who can tell we're going to leave you with another brand new tune this is from an album a project which I think has been in about 10 years in the making by a gentleman called Alan Gubby who again I'm sure some listeners will be familiar with he runs the label Buried Treasure and was also responsible for putting out the two uh, John Baker compilations on Johnny Trunk's record label and his own Vendetta collection of John Baker's stuff recently but he's put together a new project called The Delaware Road which takes us back to London 1968 where two pioneering electronic musicians discover a set of unusual recordings which leads to a revelation about their employer fascinated by the seeming occult nature of the tapes they conduct a ritual that will alter their lives forever crumbs sounds like um, this might be psychologically thrilling it's um, a project that involves a stellar cast actually he's got he's got dolly dolly we have uh, the 12 hour foundation aka jazz butler and uh, ian helliwell who was uh, closely involved in the release of that fabulous compilation of uh, lost fred judd music from a few years ago star spangled it's an incredible lineup and uh, so this album is coming out very shortly the download version is out on uh, Bandcamp we'll have links to that and there's going to be a live event where many if not all of these people we've just mentioned including Johnny Trunk on the decks will be appearing in Reading 14th of November at the South Streets Art Centre Reading the spookiest location of all ah! there we are there was one of those random screams blood curdling if you buy a ticket, £15, you get a copy of the album. Bargain. Mr Gubby was very kind to send us some highlights from the album, including this track, which we think is particularly spookological. This is actually his own band called Rev Bielder, who uh, contribute a couple of tracks to the album, and this is the last track on the album, called Tidworth Drum. Until next week, dear listener. Ooh, ha, ha, ha.